It's time. It's time. Passcode accepted. Now loading the Down South IT Podcast. Glad to have you with me. This is the Down South IT Podcast. My name is Clark. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, just want you to know you can listen on other places. The podcast is pretty much everywhere. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. You name it, it's there. All you have to do is search for it. Down South IT Podcast by Clark Martin. You are going to find it. It's all over. Whatever program you decide you like to use the best, go ahead and like and follow the page and the the podcast on that platform. It helps the algorithms and helps me come up in searches for other people. So just by you liking and following the podcast, that helps me out and sends the podcast to other people too. So do me a favor, and if you happen to use something other than SoundCloud, Go ahead and give the podcast a like and a follow on there if you don't mind. But if you don't want to be bothered to go searching for it, go on to the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. Everything is right there at the top of the page for you. All the links to all the different pages. Just point and click and go to the one that you like the best. And you could actually listen to the podcast right there on the website as well. I have a player on there. Scroll down a little bit. It'll be right there on the homepage. Can't miss it. As soon as everything updates from SoundCloud, it updates on the website. You can catch that. The newest episodes plus all the back episodes right there. All the show prep for all the episodes is right there also, along with a whole lot of other goodies and things like that that you can check out. So peruse the website at your leisure. I'm sure you'll find something there that you'll like and be interested by. Now, today's show is going to be about the event that Apple held Last week, it was about four or five days ago, probably six by the time you actually hear this, maybe longer, depending on when you listen, but Apple had their iPhone event that they normally have every September, October, and this year was no different. They went ahead and announced several new phones, a few other few other goodies and things like that, so that's what we're going to go over today, just what they announced, some of the differences, some of the changes the updates, different things like that that are going on. So we'll go through all of that. I actually do have a link on the show prep on the website, downsouthitpodcast.com, right under the embedded player. If you go to the show prep, they will have a link at the top of the show prep so you can watch the entire event in its entirety. And that is directly from Apple. So you can go watch that if you want to just watch the entire thing just so you can see them announce everything. I do have a couple other links on there as well, along with everything that I'm going to be talking about today. So if you kind of into that thing or if you miss something, go back, check out the show prep. Everything will be there for you. So first up, they announced the new iPhone 14 and 14 Plus. Both of these are going to be roughly the same design as it has been. 
Nothing's really been updated too, too terribly much except for the A15 Bionic chip. They are doing that now instead of the A14, so they are moving up in the Bionic chipsets. The big differences for this, and Apple, when it, they've been on a safety kick for this announcement. Now, I'll kind of get to some of the other stuff that they're going to go through later. But their emergency service and and messaging and stuff like that, they're, they were really hot and heavy on that on this announcement. But with the iPhone 14, they're going to start at $799. The iPhone 14 Plus is going to be $899. The 14 is going to be your 6.1-inch normal-size iPhone. The iPhone Plus is going to be the 6.7-inch, so it's a little bit bigger, a little bit big, bigger battery. Other than that, basically, it's going to be the same guts. You know, there's nothing a whole lot different between the two. You can pre-order everything now, but most stuff is going to be available this Friday on the 16th of September. That's when most of the items that they announced are going to be going on sale. Like I say, pre-orders you can do right now if you really want to. Uh, 14 is going to be $7.99. That's going to be available on Friday. The 14 Plus is going to be available on October 7th. So it's going to be another another couple of weeks. And that one starts at $8.99. Another big thing that they're getting away from is the SIM card tray. You won't have a SIM card with the new iPhone 14 series. They're going to eSIMs, which is the SIM card is actually going to be soldered to the chipset. You're going to get two eSIMs per car, per phone. So you just basically give whatever carrier you're on that eSIM, and then they'll put it in their system just like they would the number off of the regular SIM card, and away you go. That's basically how that works. You don't have to sit there and fumble around with the little tray and the little and a paper clip and stuff like that to take the car the tray out. It's just everything's right there. So that's that's actually kind of a nicety. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how I like those just yet. Maybe it's because they're not really in practice yet. Samsung's kind of been moving in that direction right now, along with some of the high-end Motorola's have done that. But it's not a widespread thing yet, so it, it will be kind of funky to see how that's going to work. Uh, I don't see any really intended consequences for an eSIM as of yet, other than if you travel outside the country a lot and you use a few different carriers, trying to maneuver the eSIMs around to get coverage and stuff, depending on where you're at, might be kind of a hassle. But other than that, you know, uh, the eSIM part, if you're just in the U.S. or just in the U.K. and you're just doing it once, I really don't think it'll be that big of a deal. It won't be too much of a stretch for people to, to actually adopt it. So we'll kind of see how that works. But it is something new. It is something different. And it's not widespread yet. But being that Apple's doing it nine times out of ten, it's probably going to go start going mainstream fairly quickly. And I already mentioned the safety stuff that Apple was pushing pretty heavy on this event. And one of the things that they're doing with the iPhone 14 series is it's a very limited, but, you know, kind of needed if you do, if you actually go hiking and do other things, a lot of stuff outdoors, very remote places, there is going to be satellite connectivity for the iPhone 14, 14 plus pro pro max all of those different things, but it's going to be a very limited satellite connectivity 
So even if you don't have any kind of reception as far as 4G, 5G, anything like that, you can still send out an emergency notification and a location beacon so somebody can find you or if you're lost that, you know, they can locate you. So that is kind of a nice thing to have if you're the outdoors type and you do go do a lot of things outdoors way away from reception. It's never a bad thing to have a backup plan and having satellite connectivity for stuff like that is definitely a good backup plan. Also, the new i4 14 and 14 plus and all of those will have the new AirPods to go with them, but they will also support Bluetooth 5.3, which is the new version of Bluetooth. And this one, the big deal with 5.3 is that it uses a different codec than the regular Bluetooth that we're using now. So you actually get better audio quality over Bluetooth and they'll do it at lower power. So you actually get better battery life on your AirPods or you know whatever Bluetooth that you're using if it happens to be using Bluetooth 5.3. So those are very welcome additions to the new iPhone. In fact, between the eSIM and the new Bluetooth, I mean, it is kind of baby steps, which is what iPhones are used to and that's you know the increments that apple uses are very limited in their their jumps as far as you know what stuff they include year over year and this is probably something that's a little bit more than just the regular baby step that most apple fans are used to so it is a welcome addition they do have a lot more stuff that they added to the pro and pro max which is a great segue if i do say so myself to the iphone 14 pro and pro max those will be starting, both will be available on Friday 9-16, and they'll start off for $1,000 for the Pro and $1,100 for the Pro Max. They've made several changes to these, and the biggest one being to the cameras, but the notch is here to stay. And with this one, with the Pro and Pro Max, Apple has basically made the notch all their own. And to be fair, I am not an Apple fanboy, but I actually do kind of like the idea of what they're doing with the notch. And what they're calling it is the dynamic island. So what it is is the regular notch where your front-facing camera, your earpiece, all the sensors for your you know facial recognition and stuff like that, all of that is going to be within the notch. But instead of just blacking out the very top of the bar like a lot of what the Android phones have been doing lately and use the entire bar for your notifications, they're just gonna expand out a little bit on the screen on the outside of the notch to make the notch either a little bit bigger and a little bit wider so you can get directions while, during navigation, you can, get, you can do fast or quick uh, messages back for text messages and stuff like that. It will actually expand out so you can take phone calls from it while you're still on your, the screen you're using and not have to interrupt, you know, whatever app you have open. So that'll actually, the, the way they got it set up is actually fairly intuitive and seems pretty cool. Also on the Pro and Pro Max, you actually have an always on display now, which Android phones have been having for a long time. So you could either just wave your hand or touch the screen and it'll wake up. Android's been doing this for years, but Apple finally caught up. And it's something that Apple fans have really wanted for a long time. So they finally included it with the Pro and Pro Max. And it's going to be 
a nice change for them. I really do believe it will be. The biggest change, though, is going to be with the camera setup. And they're actually doing a 48 megapixel wide angle camera on the Pro. And this one is, it's a wide angle camera, but it is somewhat of a periscope camera, which Samsung's been using periscope cameras for a long time now. And Apple's finally getting in on the technology now. And if you don't know what a periscope camera is, basically it is the lens sits in one place, but the sensor sits away from it, not directly underneath it, like on a standard camera. So it actually uses a lens to take the light and shoot it 90 degrees to the sensor. So it, it, it's a little bit, like I said, it's like a periscope. So you end up shooting to the sensor from an actual lens that's not sitting right underneath it. Now, granted, this won't be a true periscope camera because an actual periscope camera, the lens actually moves, uh, at least for the telescopic periscope cameras. And the lens moving is actually what's get, what gives you your optical zoom. So that is something that this one does not do. It just happens to be in a different place. So it's a, it's a standard periscope, not a telescoping periscope. But hey, at least they're using it for something. And it gives them an opportunity to use a much bigger sensor than they would have otherwise. And speaking of the sensors, one other thing that they're going to be doing is the sensors are 48 megapixel. Now, what they're going to do is if it happens to be a low light shot, each sensor is actually going to be able to cut itself in fours. So instead of using all 48 megapixels, it'll take four megapixels and turn those into one. So instead of four, 48, it'll go down to 12, but it's a much bigger 12 megapixel sensor. So you get a lot better low light photos. And all of this is done by software on top of the regular enhancement algorithms and stuff like that that Apple's already using. So you can expect the low light pictures or something of like fireworks and stuff like that. Something very contrasty as far as light and dark. Those you can expect to be really, really good photos. Daylight stuff when you can use the full 48 megapixels is probably going to look really good too. They do kind of oversaturate a little bit and soften as far as Apple with their normal algorithm. So you can kind of expect that too. Don't, don't expect a crazy amount of sharpness on the pictures, but they'll still be really, really good. And you won't really notice anything until you really blow it up and look, look at it really, really, really close. Now, on top of the phones, they announced a whole slew of watches, starting with the Apple Watch Series 8. This one is going to start off at $399 for the GPS-only version, $499 for the cellular version. Both are going to be available starting on Friday the 16th. These have a new temperature sensor, so they'll help with if you they think you're getting you know overexhausted, overheated, it, you know some of the women's health stuff that they're they're touting on it. And basically, it just works with two different sensors. It'll have one that makes contact with your skin, and it'll have another one at toward the outside of the watch, right under the screen, to take ambient temperature settings, and then that way it can tell the difference. So between that, that's how it does get the, the body temperature one, and if it has any changes, that's how it records whether or not you're getting hot, you're getting excited, you're getting you know heat stroke, you're getting heat exhaustion, you know, you need a slowdown, you need to take a break, whatever it happens to be. That's basically how that's going to work. And all of that is going to be tracked within the Fitness Plus app. 
is it iFitness or Fitness Plus, one or whatever the app is that they use for that. All of that will be trackable within the app. So that way you can go back and look and see if there's, you know, any kind of relation to something that you were doing, strenuous activity, that kind of thing. They will also have crash detection on all of the new uh, series of Apple Watches. So if you happen to be in a car accident or you flip your car or whatever it happens to be, apparently they did a lot of different tests to see what kinds of crashes it could possibly be how you know how bad it would have to be to set this off it can automatically send messages to your emergency contacts without you even touching the watch it can get in touch with emergency services if you especially if you have the cellular version you'll be able to call straight from the apple watch and tell them yeah i need an emergency vehicle please come help me stuff like that so this is all kind of part of that emergency preparedness and safety theme that they went throughout the entire uh, event with all of the satellite connection and different things like that. So that is a good thing to have. Sometimes, you know, if a wreck is bad enough, you can't get to your phone, your phone flies. The only thing that you, you can't even do it, you might be knocked unconscious. It can call authorities to help you right then and there without your intervention at all. So that is a really cool thing. And for it to be on a watch is pretty amazing, to be honest. They do have three new colors for the Series 8. It's going to be gold, silver, and graphite. These are going to be a little bit larger than the Series 7 was, but the overall design is basically the same. Uh, you should get around 18 hours of battery life if you're using it normally. If you put it on low-power mode, which is going to come in a software update later, you could get up to 36. They also announced a Apple Watch Ultra. And this one is going to be $7.99 and it's going to be available starting on $9.26. This one actually does have a little bit bigger display. It's meant for people that go in the outdoors, athletes, stuff like that. The 42 and 45 millimeter bands from the older Apple Watches are going to be compatible with this. So you can use your old bands if you want to. They will have up to 60 hours of battery life on this thing after they do a software update later this year. So hopefully, you know, I'm assuming that's going to be for a, the low power mode, just like they will with the Series 8. Right now, I, they didn't state what the battery life would be before that. I would assume it's probably going to be about 30 hours, maybe 25, just, you know, cut in half roughly, give or take. So kind of it we'll see how that goes whenever they actually come out with them this one will ship with a new braided charger so you won't come with that little rubberized cable with the the apple the wireless charger on it this will actually be a nice braided cable so that's that's a good change for everything apple because god knows how many people complain about the lightning cables and how easily those break so this will be something nice that you know you can actually use for a while and not have to worry about it now, they will have some configurations of this thing depending on the, the materials that you get and stuff like that, you know, because of supply chain issues. So some of those will be on back order for launch, but they should have some that are going to be available right at launch. They didn't specify which ones would be on back order, of course. So more than likely, it's probably going to be the, the, the cheaper ones they'll have. The more expensive ones are going to be the ones on back order, if I had to guess. They also announced an Apple Watch SE, so their budget version. 
This one is going to be $249 for the GPS version, $299 for the cellular version. So they're actually cutting cutting it down by $30 because those normally were $279. These are going to be available on $916 as well. So Friday, they're going to have three colors for this year. It's going to be Midnight, Starlight, and Silver. They do have the new S8 chip in them. So it's the same chip that's going to be in the, the Apple Watch Ultra and the Series 8. So all three watches, including the budget one, will have the same chipset. Now, being that it's the SE version, you won't have all the bells and whistles like you would with the Series 8 or the Ultra. But hey, you got the same chipset, so this thing will last you for a while. You won't have to worry about it getting bogged down or slowed down or anything like that. So that will actually be nice. This one would be kind of future proof as far as you know it going forward three, four, five years. And on top of that, this one also does have the same crash detection. So this one that will be included in this this year's version of the Apple Watch SE as well. They also announced the AirPod Pro 2. These will ship with the new H2 chip. So this one will actually have better noise canceling performance. They're saying that it's going to be twice as good as the AirPod Pros that they have now. Not sure how you can quantify that. You know, well, you can quantify it with decibel readings, but, you know, in actual practice, will you actually notice that it's twice as good at noise canceling? I'm not 100% sure. You might think it's better, but whether you can actually say it's twice, I don't know. That's, that's one the sales department's going to have to prove. At least with this one, with the charging case, you will be able to charge your AirPods with the AirPod Watch, the Apple Watch charger. So you'll be able to do it wirelessly with the charger and you, it'll have USB type C charging also. So you at least have the availability to do that. They do have a new transparency mode. So it'll cancel out like a lot of loud noise, construction work, or you know, if you're on a plane, it'll drown out the, the engine noise and stuff like that, but it won't completely cancel out everything. So you'll be able to hear some stuff, just not everything. They do have battery improvements, so you should get six hours per charge on these rather than the three and a half to four that we were getting on the other AirPod Pros. And using the app, you actually be able to scan the shape of your ear and it'll adapt the AirPods output to personalize it to your ear shape. So they're calling it personalized spatial audio. So basically it'll... These once you do this, it'll actually be attributed just to you and how your ears are shaped. So that's kind of interesting just to see how that will how that will actually work and if it's how different it actually would be if the how good the scan would is. So that's going to be something to kind of look into also. But probably the biggest thing that they did is going to be the built-in speaker on the case so you can locate the case. Now, a lot of people can use the, you know, to find my, find my stuff and locate the actual, you know, AirPods, but sometimes you just take, take them out the case, leave the case sitting somewhere and you can't find the case. So this, at least you have a little speaker on it. So it'll beep whenever you're trying to find the case. So I think that's probably the biggest addition other than, you know, the new versions of Bluetooth that is going to be using. So that in itself right there is probably worth the, the price of admission for these. A couple of other software launches that they were talking. 
iOS 16 is supposed to launch 9.12, which is actually today of this recording. So yesterday, if you listen to the, the show when it drops, and with the new update, you'll get a new lock screen, edit and unsend in iMessage. So you'll be able to edit and unsend messages there. And you get a whole lot of other goodies that they're going to add in also. If you look, have an iPad or a Mac OS, then iPad OS 16 and Mac OS Ventura is going to be coming in October. So be on the lookout for those. Those will be dropping next month. So keep an eye out on your stuff. And whenever you get the, the little notification saying, hey, update me, you can update to the newest OS whenever you get that notification. And that's all she wrote. Apple had a lot going on for their little event that they did last week. And now you're caught up too. So thank you for hanging out with me. I'm going to go ahead and end it here, right like I always do with the paraphrase from Albert Hubbard. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all for joining me. I love you. I'll see you right back here on the next episode of the Down South IT Podcast. Later.